Thank you for checking out the Long Run Podcast. As you probably know, being a young adult is sometimes just as confusing as it can be exciting. Our 20s and 30s bring about many life-altering decisions and seasons of change. How we decide to live through those seasons will directly impact us in the long run. Our vision for this podcast is to help you make your life count by knowing Jesus, loving Him, and becoming like Him daily. Having said that, here's the next episode of the Long Run Podcast. Trolling, they trying to catch me riding dirty. Catch me riding dirty. You ever heard the white nerdy? Yes. Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Dude, my paper is soaked over it's here. bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so for you guys listening at home, I was just telling Cliff he needs to be careful with his solo cup um, because you can hear the ice on the microphone. But as soon as I was doing that, I spilt it all over my Bible. He picked up his cup and spilt it all over his Bible, and he almost cussed over a wet Bible. (laughs) So you didn't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you sinner. Well, welcome to the podcast, episode... What episode are we on? This is episode nine, I think. Episode nine. Episode nine, season two. Cliff, you sent me something funny today. Uh, <laughs> it, it was funny, but also sick to look at. What was it? You tell me. You were the one who sent it. Oh, the thing from Facebook? Yeah, tell the people what you sent me. Yeah, so uh, nine, no, eight years ago. Um, eight years ago, we were at Sam's. Yeah, in, in down in Mississippi, picking up furniture for our brand new church building. And I'm walking down an aisle, and this is what I see. That's awful. And for you looking at home <laughs> that you can't see at home, I'm laying in a recliner, and it's, what year was it? 2012. So eight years ago, and it's me with a cotton shirt on, like a, the brand cotton that a bunch of you probably don't know about. But <laughs> I'm sitting there with my shirt up, and what was the caption you took as I was reclining? Homeless man, aisle 14. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the good days, you know, when you were a youth pastor and we yeah. were just right around. And I think, honestly, remember, I was in the eighth grade and you came in there and you picked me up. Uh, it was like my last week of school. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> it's like, you're coming to pick me up and we're like, we're leaving. He's not even my dad. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to goof off. <laughs> yes. Oh, the days of being a youth pastor. And that's when I was like, I'm going to be a youth pastor one day. <laughs> All right. That's very good. So, Cliff. We got a big topic today. What we're talking about? We have a very difficult topic, uh, and we need to get right to it. It's not not very uh, fun, to be honest with you. No, it's not. And I kind of floated it by you, and you were like, eh. "It kind of caught you off guard." You're like, "Yeah, okay, that sounds okay." And after we talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. you're like, "Okay, I get where you're coming from." Yeah. And this was kind of on my heart with what we're talking about, which is uh, when God feels—I like the word "distant"—and you said when God feels far off or far, far away. away. Yeah, when God yeah. feels far. Yeah, and so uh, I think that's a pretty common uh, feeling that that we have, and and so uh, I wanted to just start with a psalm of David, um, and uh, and it's just I think it really nails it, and it starts. It's a pretty popular psalm, uh, and there's a song about it. It says, "As the deer pants for streams of water," you know the song. As the no, that's not. Please it. don't do this. Uh, as the deer. I don't know the song. They don't know the song. 
Longs for you, the you're, water, you're so at, my soul <laughs> longeth after <laughs> thee. <laughs> you have, okay, so okay. Uh, well, they're his, gonna listen. And they're gonna be like, I know that song. How does your album's dropping next week? Okay. Hymns with Cliff. Anyways. So as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Uh, this is really sad. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, "Where's your God?" And uh, and then he goes on down. He said, "Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me?" Uh, he says, "Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior, my God." And he says again, "My soul is downcast within me." And um, he there's another song that comes out of this. In verse seven, it says, "Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me." Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Um, he says, God, you're my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemies? My bones suffer agony. Uh, and people ask me all the time, where's your God? And so uh, it's a pretty sick feeling as you as you read that. And he's like, soul, why are you downcast? And, uh, and so I think that that is a pretty common um, uh, feeling that I think people have oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And some people may have already experienced this once in their life where feels like God is distant, where it feels like he's far off. Some of you have probably never felt that, and you're like, what are you talking about? I thought he never leaves me or forsakes me. That's this right. is unbiblical, what you're talking about. But as David clearly wrote there, when we think about David, before he took the throne, after he took the throne, even leading up to his anointing and Saul's death, and when he became king, there was a lot of crazy stuff that took place, a lot of death, a lot of sorrow. Mm-hmm. But David, you know, was always coming back to the Lord. God, are you going to hand over the Philistines to me? He's like, yeah, I'll hand them over. He's like, all right, we're going to go take care of them. I'm not saying he was emotionless, but God was there. Like you mentioned, his rock was present. And I don't know the exact context of when he was writing this, but it was obviously when the Lord did not feel close. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he was obviously in danger. Things weren't going well. Um, I'm reminded of one of the oldest uh, pastoral uh, illustrations, you know, there was that old man and woman who had been married for for years and years, and uh, he had a single cab pickup truck. And uh, you know, when they first got married, they were riding, you know, locked, you know, his arm around mm-hmm. her. And over the years, uh, she looked up and realized one day that she was on the other side of the cab, and she said, "Honey, why?" I remember we we, we were young. We used to sit next to me, and you would hold me. And he said, "Well, honey, I'm not the one who moved." <laughs> You know, and that's the if that's the first time you've heard that, you need to get into church, okay? You, or you you need to find a church that has you know uses metaphors, or whatever, and uh, sings from a hymnal. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so yeah, it's, it, he said, "Honey, I'm not the one who moved," and and I think we're we're the same way with God. Like, man, I feel so far away from God, and God is saying, "I'm not the one who moved. Mm-hmm. You did." And so we've got to look at our lives and ask ourselves, okay, why do I feel so far away? And uh, and understand, well, God's not, it's not in his character to leave us. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. You know, and so as a matter of fact, I would say it's probably almost more in his character to 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 be a little bit more pushy, yeah. if you will. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I stand on this, but um, I used to say that, that the Holy Spirit is the ultimate gentleman. 
you know. But uh, there's a lot of times I read the scripture where I, don't, I feel like, man, I look at like Jonah and he got swallowed by a whale. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't very gentleman-like of God, you know. And so uh, I, I don't, I, I believe in free will and I believe that God allows us to have free will, but maybe he uh, puts things in our path to really kind of steer us in a certain way. And so, um, so anyways, yeah, we are the ones that, that have moved. And so that's what I think we want to talk about a little bit today is, uh, when God feels far away, uh, maybe what caused that and and why. Mm -hmm. And first we have to, like you said, we have to know who God is and know his promises. And one is mentioned in Hebrews 13, five here. I'll read it real quickly. It first mentions, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, here's the promise right here, because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, we've all heard that. Yeah. And that's God's promise. He will never leave us or forsake us. So how does it make sense that God would feel far? Cliff, let me, let me ask you, have you ever had a time in your life where God felt distant because i have to be careful with how i word that because you have Mm -hmm. when we were kind of going over it in the beginning you're like well i think this is a better way to kind of phrase that to make sure we're not going against the promise of the lord but like i said have you ever had a time when yeah and so without divulging you know just real intimate information in my life um without a doubt there was there there was a time that i can remember and and it felt like god was just nowhere to be found and and it was a time that i was um I had made a pretty big mistake in my life early on and and I felt a lot of regret and shame mm-hmm. and guilt and uh, and so I don't think that it was that God was far away it was I was so clouded by guilt and shame and regret that I just couldn't see through the fog mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I mean like it, when you when you leave your house even on, on a foggy day you know where the stop sign is, you know, where, the, you know, how to, how to navigate. But uh, I didn't know how to navigate that road. Uh, I felt like I was blind. And, and, and so I felt alone and, and I felt like I had really let God down and I was, and I was just in a bad spot with myself. Yeah. And so I couldn't get over that, that shame, that self-hatred. I couldn't get over that hurdle to where I felt God was. And yet God was with me in that, but I was battling those internal demons mm-hmm. and and I couldn't God was loving me but I couldn't let God love me I guess you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I feel that and I'll, I'll take a step two in my life because this is where this question really emerged uh, out of my heart was from the past year or two and obviously there weren't just like huge mistakes but it was like little things little small decisions that were kind of leading me away from God in a way but here's the deal like proximity wise like physical proximity always in church Mm-hmm. You know, I always had the Bible in my hand, um, teaching here and there, uh, but still making not the best decisions to not go into it too in-depthly. And over time, it was just slowly like I was the woman in the car seat, you know, scooting away. But in my head, I'm like, I'm in the car still. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, at least I'm not outside the car like them. Right. And, you know, I begin this comparison mindset of like, well, at least I'm not just these other sinners, you know, that I'm saved and I'm a child of God. It was like... That's not really what it's about here. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's because when we you hear this all the time, Christianity is relationship. It's not a religion. Mm-hmm. Simple statement. But really, that is so true and so vital. Um, our communion with God is what keeps us going day to day. Yeah. And so it was a slow shift in my life. I remember. So I just graduated college. I remember junior year and I was just 
I was like, man, I'm just trying to get in the Word more. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to, because I remember I got saved or I started following Christ four years prior to me feeling like this, my junior year of high school. And it was like, wow. It was like, I'm reading the Bible for the first time. It felt like, I'm like, wow, it says that. It's like, I'm just looking at all these truths that were like popping off the page. I'm telling everybody about Christ and like how much, how much joy is in my life, how much my life has been changed. We've all experienced that when we started following him and, you know, went to college, it was going great, but I just had to, you know, adapt and try to figure out this college lifestyle, this young adult lifestyle. Lo and behold, I am to where I'm talking about now, four years, and it's, I'm really trying to just figure out how to pray without ceasing, how to read the Bible more, because I'm trying to navigate mainly from just sins that I've had mm-hmm. that I haven't dealt with that I really didn't repent from and run back to the Father. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I just need to try to stop sinning rather than I just need to latch on to Him. I heard it one time. It was a, instead of trying to stop sinning, you need to start pursuing Christ. Mm. Instead yeah. of just trying to fight the battle, have yeah. something else to come to there. And so, long story short, um, coming into my senior year, I'm just learning so much. It felt like almost I'm running back to the basics and the fundamentals of my faith because God just kind of felt not absent, but there was no sweetness in the relationship, mm-hmm. it almost felt like. And as I kind of stand back and look at that time, because now it's like, I feel it now. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, man, the angels are descending from heaven now. You know what I mean? Because you know people like that. <laughs> you know, that are always like right. that. It's like, the, it's not like that. But it's like uh, how I mentioned you in Hebrews 11.1. 1. I can really uh, relate to it. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it mentions our faith. It says, now faith is being, sure of we, uh, is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And that's what I feel and relate with. I'm certain of what I do not see. And I can't describe yeah. it. It's yeah. just like it's the Holy Spirit's seal on me, and I know it. And it's it's great. And I look at that time, to, like I said, to sum it up, that time where I think the sweetness of my relationship with Christ was maybe limited was so he could show me, maybe, maybe, mm. he could show me of how much I really need him. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I've been just like – on the past years, this relationship with Christ, this intimacy with Him, and it's like it's almost consumed me because it's like that's what I want, and I can't keep running towards everything that I'm, you know, looks good to me in the world. But I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's been crazy. Well, I, I think about a song. It goes like, I'm I'm hooked on a feeling. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> and I think so many times. Look, I'm not afraid to put it out there. <laughs> no, you're uh, not. That's what's sad. We so, need to censor um, this thing. <laughs> The sad thing is, I only know like one line to songs. That's it. I don't know even the next line. And so, um, me too. (laughs) And so we have, um, you have that song. I'm hooked on a feeling. And I think that people are 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 gauging their spiritual life based upon feelings, whether it's going to church and oh, I felt God here, or it's Pam in the office. I feel God in this Chili's right now. You know, and (laughs) which by the way is going to be the first when the first time I go to Chili's, I'm be like, oh, I feel God in this Chili's right now. You know, and so. I feel like that just went over so many people's heads. Uh, sorry, it's okay. The, it's the okay. office. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so, um, anyways, so the, our 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 whole spiritual life is based on feelings, right? And God is so much more real than emotions and feelings, Absolutely. and and that's why uh, as a pastor, I I, I think I, maybe I swing too far on the pendulum of of trying to take. Uh, emotions out of the service, whereas maybe our friends in the Pentecostal faith, mm-hmm. uh, who, by the way, I love them, and and there's a lot about their services that I, I wish we could incorporate in ours, but um, that they, they have a little bit more emotion, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and but 
I've always tended to take the emotional aspect out of our services because I don't like decisions that are rooted in emotion because just as soon as that emotion's gone well there went that that decision too uh, yeah you know i want our decisions to be rooted in 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 faith and in, in truth uh in in reality mm-hmm. you know and and so uh and that always went back to youth camp i didn't want to bring in speakers and band bands who would kind of get you guys on this this uh, mountaintop and you would make these highly emotional crying decisions at the altar and then uh you go home or even later that night at camp and it's already gone that's true yeah and so um anyways you know it's about worshiping god it's about knowing that god is there even when you don't feel like it it's very similar i mean there's a lot of parallels here the fittest people in the world do you think they depend on external motivation right no motivation comes and goes Mm -hmm. they are driven by what they know to be true and right. And that is, I've got to eat this and I've got to get my workout in. Mm -hmm. Because that's what is the right thing to do. Because it comes down to discipline. It comes down to, yeah, you're right. And that's a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. And so for us as Christians, it's, I I don't feel like, I just don't feel close to God in this moment. Mm -hmm. But I know that the best place that I could find him is in his word. Absolutely. Uh, It's, going to church it's in fellowship you know and so i'm going to continue to go through that mm-hmm. even when i'm not i'm not at my best i'm mm-hmm. going to continue to go through that and hopefully something the holy spirit or something will kick me out of this you know but it is true it's possible and i know people who are listening to us it is possible to read god's word for for a period and then step away and still feel dry absolutely yeah absolutely you know not not to mention just like the feeling of what did i just read but to feel <laughs> right. like to still feel dry mm-hmm. but we know that and there's so many places in the bible that talk about this but he is the spring of living water mm-hmm. and he will be able to uh to give you what you need i have psalm 63 here psalm of david you god are my god earnestly i seek you I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. And then he says, I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and the glory. You know, what he's saying is, I've been to church right. and I've, I've had powerful experiences I've been to the there. Yeah. I have been there uh, because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. He is saying, I've had these awesome experiences with you, God. And sometimes that's all that I can hold on to is those memories because we just go through those times of dryness. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Right. It happens for all of us. You know why? Because we, a couple of reasons, we live in a fallen world. And we li- we are we are slaves to this flesh that we live in. Mm-hmm. All right, we're 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 bought. You know, we're not no longer bond service. We're bond service to Jesus. Christ. We're not slaves, but we are living in this sin. Right, that we're never going to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't get my words. No, out. you're good. We're going to be in this vessel until the day that we die. There's always an inner battle, and so yeah, there always is. And and Paul uh, talks about it very clearly in Romans. But as long as you're going to be in this skin of vessel and you're in this fallen world. There will be seasons of harvest and seasons of dryness, and that's that's just part of it. Yeah, and um, and I think about that metaphor that we or illustration that we've been talking about the about the old couple. You know, mm-hmm. well, isn't there there's something to be said about scooting away from God? Because when you're away from God, you're not around His arm anymore, or, or in the metaphor, she's not under His arm anymore. 
and you're more independent. Mm-hmm. You feel free. Now I can do what I want to do. Yeah. Right? How mm-hmm. many of us, how many, we have seen our friends stray away from the faith. So why? So they can do me. Yeah. I'm just going to do me. You know, it's not wrong for me to live uh, like this in college. This is just part of lifestyle, you know, that people live. And, and it's like, yes, it is wrong. Doing me is not an option for a born-again believer. And it, it may be, it is an option, right. but it's a wrong option. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, that's that's something that, that I see. Yes, of course, there's freedom. It feels like by living on your own, but actually you're trading in your your master who created you for a lesser master that's true and, and it's a lot a lot uglier yeah that's true um, and like you mentioned even when there are seasons of dryness and we're in the word and it's like i'm not getting anything from this that's why it's called spiritual disciplines you know praying reading the word because it's not going to feel like angels are falling down from heaven you know all the time or whatever or very rarely those mountaintop experiences but that's not what we base our faith off no. of you know no, we, you can't and uh, I think about we did Disciple Now this year uh, with the youth. You were there. I got to be a, a leader. Mm-hmm. That was back in February with our church. And I can't remember who the speaker was. I can't remember his name, but he brought a good illustration to the table. Okay. Um, and the illustration was, I don't know if you remember, he drew a train with three cars. You know, the first one being the one that pulls the train, the locomotive. There was a middle car. And then that at the end the caboose Mm. and he drew those three rectangles describing how he was a terrible artist but he drew those three rectangles uh, showing uh, the three different cars on a train and he wrote in the first car he wrote facts in the middle car he wrote feelings and right at the end no no excuse me he wrote facts faith and then feelings feelings being the caboose at the end he's like okay what pulls and what drives this train is facts you know this you know you're going to die one day you know that there's creation, you know, all these things. And then two would be faith. And then the last one would be feelings. So kind of like what you're saying, you know, if we let, and this is what he said too, if we let feelings pull our train, he goes, it's going to be a ridiculous roller coaster. Mm-hmm. We're going to be all over the place. And we're basing everything on feelings and how we feel right now in this moment versus that moment. And what does it say in Jeremiah? The heart is deceitful above all. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can't just go off our feelings and how our heart is and what we need to follow about how we feel, you know. Mm. Well, I think about James 4 and how can you talk about being feeling distant from God without talking about James 4, 8. But even before we get there, um, he says he gives us grace. That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Then he says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil, that is. And then this, come near to God or draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And then he says, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so even in verse 10, he says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. You know, uh, if you you truly want to draw near to God, he will draw near to you. He is your creator. You are made in his image. I believe that we were made with this, it's called the God-shaped hole, that we naturally want that in, in, our, in our lives. We want him in our lives. And so if we draw near to him, I believe that he is going to be right there in a moment. Mm-hmm. ready to be with us. And, you know, un- unfortunately in this world we have such a, a, a bad example of fathers who, you know, uh, ignore the children and, and just neglect them. But 
our God is I hate to, I hate this phrase because mm-hmm. of the song, but He is a good Father, mm-hmm. and <laughs> but He He is He is a faithful Father who wants to be with us, and whenever His children come calling, say, "Dad, let's go throw football." God is the dad that says, "All right, let's go." Mm-hmm. Abba, Father. Yeah, let's go. Let's throw the football. And it's not that he's not a dad like me. That when I go throw the football with my son, I'm like, "Son, what are you doing? You're holding the ball wrong." You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you throw like a girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Come on, man." I, you know. So, anyways, he is a dad who just enjoys being uh, with us and and you know, time together. On a more serious note, you you hate the song "Good Good Father." <laughs> I don't, want I don't to want to say I hate it. I just had never loved it. <laughs> it's just like, come on, Chris. There's more than like seven words that we can use in songs. Good, good father. There's better songs out there, in my opinion. But well, praise the Lord for. Uh, wait, who was it? Was it Chris Tomlin? Chris oh, Tomlin. He yeah. didn't write it. Yeah, he, well, it was House Fire. House Fire. But Chris Tomlin, like everything else, yeah, he, he just steals it and makes it big. <laughs> okay, look. So I've been reading the book Crazy Love yeah. uh, by it's Francis Chan. Yeah, only eight years late. Yeah, yep, exactly. Thank you to <laughs> you shout got, out. You got it for seventy five cents though. <laughs> Actually, I got it for free. Shout out to Tina Che for letting me borrow it. Um, and there's a section on here I was reading just the other day that made me think about this, and that uh, made me think about what we're talking about as far as it relates to how God can feel far away, mm-hmm. and it's more on our end what we latch onto versus Him. And if you haven't read this book before. For uh, Crazy Love by Francis Chan, eight years late on it. You should read it, but here's a little excerpt from it. He writes, I think most American churchgoers are the soil that chokes the seed because of all the thorns. Thorns are anything that distracts us from God. When we want God and a bunch of other stuff, then that means we have thorns in our soil. A relationship with God simply cannot grow when money, sins, activities, favorite sports teams, addictions, or commitments are piled on top of it. Mm-hmm. Most of us have too much in our lives. As David Goez writes, too much of the good life ends up being toxic, deforming us spiritually. A lot of things are good by themselves, but all of it together keeps us from living healthfully fruitful lives for God. I know that was a lot, mm-hmm. but it's a lot there of things that can distract us and that we latch onto versus our relationship with God. Make, I don't know what, what's in the water you gave me, but I'm thinking about the song by Casting Crowns. It's an old one. It says, all work, no play, makes Jack a dough boy. It's, I think, called The American Dream. Anyways, it's about the dad who constantly is working and mm-hmm. climbing the corporate ladder. And then towards the end of the song, it's like all his high school son, he would trade in all his trophies in high school fame to play catch with, with his uh, childhood hero again. And it's like, it, it's just like we drown ourselves with things whether it's climbing the corporate ladder it's trying to be in a fraternity and 10 other things it's it's trying to get this identity that people think when when they look at us uh for whatever it is i mean there's there's thousands Mm -hmm. of things for you you know what that trap is for you but we fall into the trap and we think i'm still tracking along on my Christian faith, as long as I go to church on Sunday. But in reality, there's no way that that church on Sunday can compete with the other hours Mm -hmm. of the week and the other things that you're chasing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you, we wonder why am I so dry? Why am I parched? You know, why do I feel so distant from God? And, uh, and it's because, uh, look at your life, look at your schedule. You show me what's really important. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and so it's it, it, it's just we are victims of what we think that we want in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And that yeah. speaks to the whole mission of this podcast, the long-run podcast. Mm-hmm. We forget on the truth of our intimate relationship we need to have with Jesus and the fact that we're all ministers. Yeah. The like yes, you're a minister by yeah. occupation, but you still have a minister responsibility to love people, mm-hmm. love God and make disciples. Those three things like right. all of us do. Make disciples from evangelism to influencing others for growth in their relationship with Christ. Because we all know every Christian will stand before the judgment seat of Christ Mm -hmm. and will have to give an account for their life. Listen to that. You will have to give an account for what you did with Christ. And there's two feelings when you hear that. There's either (laughs) that's scary or that's exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, there's conviction with that or they're like, wow, that's that's actually motivating me to to track on, you know, to keep running the good race. Um, It's tough stuff. But, I mean, it's tough. Like, you know, we're in America. We see everything everybody has, and it's like there's that inner toil of the flesh and the spirit. That's right. That's absolutely. I, I let me just give these parting. This is pastor yeah, words. Yeah, with this. When um, when people come to me and they feel far from God, here is advice that I, I t- typically give. I, I say, listen, what I want you to do is read Psalms out loud by yourself. I want you to just take time. I, I, I never prescribe how much time, but I want you to just leave. And when you're by yourself, I want you to read Psalms out loud. Pick your favorite Psalms, just flip through and find some, but read them out loud to God. And uh, it's an exercise that I've had to do several times. I still do it when, when I'm feeling dry and, and just in a tough spot. And most of the time I can't get through a single Psalm, one, because uh, I'm just so emotional. Yeah. And so that's something that I would encourage you to, to do. You know, and you don't have to wait till you're feeling depressed or anxious or suicidal or uh, desperate. Don't wait till you're, you know, uh, just one drop away from uh, being uh, completely dehydrated. Do it now. The moment you, you feel like I'm not as close to God as I, I should, should be, open up Psalms and read it out loud, and there's something intimate about that. Just the expression is very, very intimate, and so that's something I would I would recommend. That's good advice. We An look, encouraging word. This is something that we could spend multiple things on, you know, because life is hard. We live in a fallen world. Uh, we we have faith in something and someone that we can't see. And by the way, that's that's a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. The you know, Bible talks about that. Um, so you're going to constantly battle this of feeling distant from God, but um, it doesn't have to be a losing battle. You know, um, when you feel distant from God and you feel convicted of sin, which is another, I think we're going to talk about this next week, but mm-hmm. when you're feeling distant from God and conviction from sin, use that as an encouragement of, okay, that's the Holy Spirit in, my, in me convicting me, mm-hmm. you know, and instead of it feeling guilt and shame. So uh, transitioning to next week, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the summer. We're mm-hmm. finishing up Labor or Memorial Day uh, weekend, which is unofficially the start of summer. And we were trying to think, what's the biggest struggle we think going into summer? And, and a lot of times it's downtime for college students, although, you know, they've had a lot of downtime now. But especially with summer, there's going to be swimming pools. There's going to be drinking. There's going to be all kinds of opportunities to— to give in to the flesh. And so next week we want to talk about uh, giving in to sinful desires, maybe even those desires that you know are wrong yet you still give in to. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about that and see what the Bible says 
about that. And so that's going to be our, our topic next Sweet. week. Of course, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a, a, a college student to, to watch that because it's something that we all struggle with. Exactly. Good yeah. stuff. Good, encouraging work, Cliff. Uh, moving on. Lastly here, our listener of the week. I don't know what I'm doing with this, but I just had to give a shout out to a guy named Josh Boone. I met him on spring break at Beach Reach. Mm-hmm. Awesome trip. Met him. He's from EKU, which is a school up in Kentucky. This guy texts me all the time, Cliff, and he's like, man, I just I told some other guys about the podcast. This guy is basically a Kentucky version of me, which is scary that there's another guy like me out Sounds there. Sounds like a real loser. I know. We When we first met, I couldn't even talk. He, <laughs> talk. he talked the whole time, and I was just sitting there listening. I'm just kidding. Hey, Love there's you, another guy you told me about, and we, we only have one listener of the week. This is like not the listener of the week, but you said he works on his rental properties and listens to the podcast. Yo, uh, Robbie Flack, Downline there Ministry. You go, yeah. yeah, shout yeah. out to him. Yeah, right. Free publicity right I there. think they're the only two that actually listened last week. I was looking at our, our analytics. <laughs> hey, if you listen, comment. Uh, where can they comment? We post it on YouTube. Go okay. to Weston Downing on YouTube, or you can just search the Long Run Podcast on YouTube. Comment uh, questions, concerns, favorite moment from the podcast. Just, I don't know. Just for something. Yeah, just for Help my us. self-esteem. Just say, hey, I listen, Cliff. <laughs> You're carrying the show. I know that. That's but beautiful. just something. He doesn't do anything. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, rate us and review us on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. I mean, give us a share. That would be super helpful. And we'll see you next week. Lord willing. Lord willing.